This is Bangarang Radio, a podcast network. For more shows, visit bangarangradio.com. I'm going out, I gotta go. I'll bang a ring on the radio. So turn it up, I'm telling you. I think I'm ready for something new. Hey, hello, it's nice to meet ya. Hey, come in and have a slice of pizza. Hey, hello, it's nice to meet ya. Hey, come in and have a slice of pizza. You're listening to Pop Punk and Pizza on Bangarang Radio. Hola, amigo. I have no idea why I just said that. <laughs> Actually, I do. No, I, I take that back. I was just talking to a loyal Pop Punk and Pizza listener named Gus. I think uh, I think that's how you say his name. And uh, he's way down in Buenos Aires. And he's he when we were talking in our conversation on Facebook, at least I believe it was earlier this week. I don't know. It's been a long week. Um, he was talking about how much he loves listening to the show even though that sometimes he doesn't completely understand what is being said or what someone has said, just because obviously Spanish is his main language, not English. So when he told me that, I was honestly really flattered that he still listens to the show, even though sometimes he doesn't completely understand maybe what we're talking about or what words were just said. So I told him, I said, you know what? It's like, I'll work on learning Spanish for you. I'll work on doing a Spanish version of this show. Or we'll get, uh, or I'll get a, uh, I'll hire a translator. That's what I'll do, because I've got so much money. <laughs> you know, this this show makes lots and lots of money. Um, if you didn't know that, of course I'm kidding. But anyway, um, I had to mention it because that that meant a lot to me. So thank you, Gus. Uh, he actually runs a social media pop punk page as well. It's called Pop Punk Life. If you want to check it out, I know they they have a Facebook account. And they have a Instagram account. I don't know if they've got a Twitter or not, but he's promoting um, pop punk pop punk bands from the the smaller level to the bigger level as well. So kind of like how we do here at Pop Punk and Pizza, except online. I know he's actually starting to do podcasting as well. So maybe you're um, more of a, a Spanish speaking person yourself. Maybe that's your main language, and maybe you'll want to hook up with uh, Gus or check out some of his stuff since that. Uh, is the language that he usually posts in and uh, the podcast he's currently working on. I don't know if he's put up like his first episode yet or not, but I saw the other day that he was he was working on something and I told him if he ever needed a needed a hand to let me know. So I'm Jacques Lamore, by the way. Um, if uh, you've never tuned into the show, thank you so much for doing that. I am super, super excited about uh, today's episode, and I'm always excited, of course. There's always someone cool that I'm meeting to and talking to. Now, our guests today are Scow Legends Real Big Fish, um, two of the members, not the whole band. Johnny Christmas, who's the trumpet player, and he's been on the podcast before, so this is his return. We talked to him on the phone ex- pretty much exactly two years ago, actually. Um, and we talked mainly talked about the 20th anniversary of their major label debut, Turn the Radio Off, obviously from 96, it being 20 years ago. So this time, though, I'm joined by Johnny, but also joined by Aaron Barrett, the lead vocalist and guitarist, founding member, the original, the only actually original member in the band at this point. But him and Johnny, at this point in time, are the oldest members of the band. Johnny joined back in 04, I believe is what we concluded on the last podcast, which if you want to listen to, by the way, 
after you're done listening to this, I believe it's episode six. It's like super early on in the show. Heck, I still feel like we're super early on in the show since we're in the 60s um, for uh, numbers of episodes for Pop Punk and Pizza. But anyway, so I was able to actually conduct the interview in person this time when they returned to the uh, Chicagoland area. They played in Palatine at Dirty Nelly's which is about an hour 20 for me. So I had a little bit of a drive to get up there. And I did, uh, the last time I actually saw them was up there as well a couple of years ago. So it was uh, it was hard to believe that I'd been that long. And we kind of talked about that, I think, uh, in the interview a little bit. So we touched on all kinds of different things. They, If you haven't heard, they just released a new single and they announced they have a new record coming out in December. So we get a little more in depth on that and uh, what to expect from that, um, where they recorded it and things like that. We talk about Aaron's wedding because he just got married. I did meet his wife, Krista. She was very sweet. And uh, their dog, Walter, he was so cool and adorable. So we talk about their wedding. I asked them about how a basic record deal works because I feel like there's a lot of people, and myself included, that don't understand how a typical record contract works in the uh, industry, at least how it used to work. Because I'm sure some of it has changed a little bit. Some of it has probably still stayed, stayed the same. Uh, we even ended up talking about the Ska movie, the Ska documentary that is uh, currently being produced and filmed right now at this moment. Um, we talk about that because Real Big Fish is a main player in that movie. So we touch on that. We're just all over the place. Sesame Street gets brought up. I ended up bringing them Giordano's Pizza. Uh, the uh, classic deep dish from there. They wanted uh, sausage and, and pepperoni, so that's what I got them. And they were they were fascinated by that, seeing that the uh, the sauce of the pizza was on top instead of on the bottom, and the pepperoni was actually right next to the the bottom of the crust. They seemed to enjoy it because they did get into it after actually after we were done recording then. Then they uh, dove into the pizza and uh, seemed to uh, seemed to like it. I wanted to get them Lou Malnati's because it had been a while since I had introduced a band to Lou Malnati's. But the uh, there's a Lou Malnati's actually right by Dirty Nelly's there, but they don't open until four o'clock, and the interview was scheduled for three o'clock. So that obviously wasn't going to work out. So I picked up Giordano's on my way. There's one in Matson which is still far from uh, where I was going, Palatine, but it, it's right off 57, so it's it's perfect for me to just shoot off the off 57 real quick, pick it up, and then continue my way up north. So all that stuff uh, we talk about, we get into. And this is, by the way, this is also the first time that I used the new uh, Zoom H6 recorder that I just bought and I bought it for this occasion for when I get to visit venues and talk to bands that are on tour or even local bands that are uh, about to play a local show because um, I, I didn't want to continue to bring around my $2,000 laptop. <laughs> I, I don't want to do that because I'm always afraid something bad is going to happen to it and just convenience as well. So um, I'm hoping the sound quality is, is still as good as, as what you're used to. I'm sure it's going to take me some time to get completely from, to become completely familiar with the the Zoom H6. So, I like it so far the one time I used it. So, I think I think you'll enjoy this. So, without further ado, Aaron Barrett and Johnny Christmas of Legendary Real Big Fish. You can't have all of me. My boss, my job, my family. 
myself. So I'm in the basement of uh, Dirty Nellies in Palatine, Illinois, with uh, Aaron and Johnny. Of it's Robot a finished Fish. basement. Don't get the wrong idea. <laughs> it it's is very nice. Fortunately, it's not dirty. Tile floor. I was wondering. Framed, framed beer ads all over the walls. They got to get those fat for TV. free, right? That is an old TV. I almost thought it was one of those with the combo, oh, yeah. the DVD, but right. unless it's on the side. No. No? No DVD, no VHS. Combo. When you said combo, I thought of VHS first. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah, I remember going over to my friend's house as a kid, and he had one of those, and watching uh, Eraser, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, right, remember right, right. Eraser? Did you ever see Eraser? I'm sure I have. Yeah. I saw Eraser head. <laughs> wow, that's weird. <laughs> Film. <laughs> um, but I, j- I just want to say thank you so much, guys, for uh, taking the time out to uh, be on the show today. And, of course, Johnny, this is actually your second time. We I did don't know this if you before? Rem- I don't remember. I know you've here? done Not here. This is first time doing it in person. We did it over the phone a couple years ago. Okay. Well, probably... It- it might have been the maybe it was like the day before, maybe the last time you guys played here. Or I don't know if that was could be something like that. But it was literally like two years ago, almost to the day. Right. Uh, Welcome to our life. Yeah. <laughs> right. And you got, right. And I was thinking the same thing as I was um, going through things to prep for the interview. I was like, I can't believe it's been two years already. It's just like a flash of an eye. Right. John, do you like to do it? Over the phone? Duet over the phone? Yes, yes. I love to duet over the phone. (laughs) Do it. What did we duet to? I don't remember. Uh, Ain't no mountain high enough, (laughs) you and I. I actually heard that song the other day. One of the uh, one of the stations I work for is an oldie station, so mm. that song is is um, is heavily. That's why you're talking to us, right? Oldies. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually not uh, not true. We don't get into the '90s. Actually, it pretty much stays. Oh, well, maybe there's a couple early '90s songs, but my and, favorite radio station at home used to play all '50s and '60s. Right, right. And it's still an oldie station, but now it plays '70s, '80s, and '90s. Right, Which right. Which was a long time ago, I guess. And and so there's no <laughs> radio stations like that in our area that play play like Motown music. That there's really nothing. Well, that's because there's internet radio. Right, right, right. Such things. Right. You guys would probably love the station I work for then because it still plays 50s and 60s and plays Frank Sinatra. There's nice. actually a Frank Sinatra show on Sundays. Cool. That's yeah. Awesome. We were. Uh, in New York the other day and we found a Calypso station. Oh, yeah. It was Calypso? Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Like, what? This is just regular radio. This isn't XM or right. or anything. No. Wow. And, and we were in Jamaica, New York at the same, very same time. <laughs> That's fitting. That's really fitting. So it's called Jamaica, New York for a reason. Right, right. <laughs> Absolutely. It's all, it's all making sense now. Yeah. It's all coming together. So you guys just this last Friday released a brand new single. And, uh, yes. True. <laughs> so, uh, it's called "You Can't Have All of Me," and the artwork, of course, features a cookie, and it's you. Our, Aaron is the cookie, mm-hmm. and you're being broken apart. So, how did how did the artwork come about for that, and who who did the artwork? Uh, the artwork was by Brian Robertson from Suburban Legends. Oh. Does a lot of our merch stuff nowadays, and I just. We need artwork in about two days. With hey man, we need artwork for this single that's gonna come out. Can you do something like overnight? 
And he said, sure. And I guess he was doing, it was like a, a drawing of a cookie, you know, like cartoon looking, but he didn't like that. So he actually went out and baked a real cookie. He'd never baked before. <laughs> and he actually <laughs> Very did. Very first he attempt at baking a cookie, and there it is right there. And not only does he bake a... And he did the icing and everything. Right. He bakes a cookie with a Hawaiian shirt on it. <laughs> talented guy. Yep. That's super talented. He also did the, our album cover. Which... The album coming out. Life sucks. Yeah. Let's dance. Yeah. Right. And yeah. truer words are never spoken. <laughs> the volcano in the background. It, I, love, uh, I love the artwork. Um, and the single's great, too. Thanks. So... What I read in the press release was that you guys decided to record at Pot of Gold, and don't you guys you can't have afford your... to record anywhere else? <laughs> that's the truth. That's the real story. Um, but don't you, you guys the best have deal? You guys have your own studio, though, right? Didn't you build your own studio? No, we never built our own studio. We just always refer to it as our studio because gotcha. Dave always records us, so it feels <laughs> like home. Right. But right. yeah, I guess they lost the lease or something or the. Rent went up so high that there's we're out of here. So he found a new place and built a new studio, and it's awesome. Right. So we don't actually have any monetary interest in said studio. No. But Dave worked for us for many many years, and you know he's part of the family. Uh, we do rent a warehouse space right next to him, so we do subsidize uh, his rent. So I guess if you can say that uh, we are subsidizing his studio, then uh, it's it's part ours. I guess. So it's like, the way, yeah. it's like the way that you. You live when you live at your parents' house. You call it your house, but it's really your parents' house. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> oh, it's my man. house. No, no, <laughs> it's not your house. I uh, I definitely have caught myself saying that in yeah. uh, in the past. Like, oh wait a minute, no, technically it's it's my parents' house. I uh, I noticed Aaron like your guitar you tone. Me? Yeah. <laughs> well, of course I noticed you. Huh? It's not. <laughs> uh, it's hard not to notice you. Not in a bad way, by the way. I didn't mean that in a bad way. But uh, your guitar tone was one of the first things I noticed. It sounded a little different. And I'm going to get geeky. And I love hearing about guitar tones. You mean tones. on the new single? So Yes, on the oh. new single. And I just, I was curious, Is did you change anything on, on your end? Or was it just the, the different studio? Uh, or? It's probably a lot of different things mixed <laughs> together. Yeah. I mean, there's, Dave Irish has a lot of new guitars and amps and stuff. So we tried out, I think we used every single amp and guitar combination that he has we used all of his 18 snare drums too <laughs> holy cow all on one song <laughs> not this one though so but yeah i trying to think of what i did the i think i did the clean on i think it was, hey <laughs> that's walter by the that's way walter he's trying to chime in he was there i think it was a fender stratocaster and a this is fascinating. I'm the opposite of a guitar geek. Come on. Uh, use the amp. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. But yeah, uh, on Candy Code of Fury, we started doubling the clean guitar, where it used to be just one track in the middle. Now it's, what you might have noticed sounds different. Uh, there's also like a super loud Hammond organ oh, yeah. the whole song, which may be... Making it sound different. <laughs> right. Uh, it definitely made it, uh, yeah. it filled it out. I don't know. I mean, right. he's got new mics and new stuff. So it's been five, six years since the last recording. So yeah. And My fingers are different shape now. <laughs> they have different wrinkles on them. That's what it was. So that's probably affects the tone a little bit. It probably does. Honestly, uh, if, if you want to get 
yeah. super. I also got this super uh, technical, like a a, a, a shark tooth that shark. I use for a pick instead of a polyurethane pick, so that might affect the tone too. Do you use that live? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I figured. Well, you know, you could be jumping on the I'm whole lies. baby shark wagon. I don't know if you've seen that. Baby vir- shark wagon? Vir- like yeah, the that, sound of that. There's a viral video going around a baby shark, and I, I mainly know it because my son is obsessed with it. It's like a kid's song, but a bunch of different people yeah. have done their own versions of it. So there's it a, a song? Yeah, it's a song called Baby Shark, and I guess it comes from like an old... Um, is that like the Baby Monkey song? I like that one. Baby monkey song? No, don't monkey. start. Oh, I don't want baby to. monkey. Ah. Riding on a pig, baby monkey. Ooh, ooh. Oh, I don't want to have this stuck I in don't my know brain. That one. You don't know baby monkey riding no. backwards on a pig? No, is that that's like an old nursery rhyme? Per, no, it's Perry Grip. Oh. The singer of uh Nerf Herder. Mm-mm. No. He did all these weird little kid sounding songs. <laughs> right. Another YouTube classic. Look it up, Perry I'm Grip. I'm gonna I'm gonna look that up baby now. Baby monkey. I'll show, it to, video. I'll show it to my son and see if he likes it too. But no, it, it's uh, like... He also has a good song called It's Raining Tacos. Oh, I like that. Probably my favorite song in the whole world. <laughs> now he just needs one raining pizza. And that'd be... Yes. I could use that as our theme song. And then I have to pay him loads of money <laughs> for, for said song as well. It's raining tacos. Hallelujah. Out of the sky. Tacos. Well, we're looking at Walter... I, I wanted to talk about Walter too. We're just gonna kind of like bounce around and all kind of. I like. Yeah, <laughs> I like Walter too, and I like what I read about him. So let's talk about Walter. I, I mean, he's, he's right the cutest, he's cutest dog on in the, the world. Couch. He's got a little pink sweater on. He's growling at our tour manager Tom. <laughs> <laughs> Walter, you want to say hi? There, there he go. goes. <laughs> hey, thanks. Walter's buyout. I was going to say, is it buyout money? Buyout money time. Does I notice? Does Walter have like a special tag on? Is he a, like a therapy he's dog a or a dog? He's a what dog? Emotional support animal. So how does how does that work? I've never like heard how that whole process. Got to go to a, a crazy man doctor. A uh, psycho, psycho doctor? What's it called? A psychiatrist? Yeah, that one. <laughs> Mental health doctor. And get papers. Do they know. do the training too? No, he's not a service dog. Service dogs are trained. Okay. Which is why there's kind of a whole backlash thing because people are taking advantage of the emotional support animal thing to bring him into everywhere. Right. And people are starting to bring peacocks and... <laughs> wild boars and stuff so it's true the other day i read yeah. something about it was a a large animal and they brought him onto the airplane and they were apparently a service yeah dog or or, or whatever and this, i can't remember it wasn't a i don't know if it was a dog i can't remember but it was just a large animal and like yeah. it was not like under you know in like a cargo area pony. it was actually where people were sitting right 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 this yeah. is my emotional support zebra <laughs> Some, <laughs> it was something ridiculous like that i wish i could remember john it, we're not in england exactly. right now oh zebra <laughs> zebra <laughs> there's there's so many but anyway things. about walter yes yes so he is seven years old he's a dachshund poodle terrier we rescued him from the orange county shelter he was 
My wife used to follow all these rescue sites that try to save the animals before they get euthanized at shelters. And she was watching this little guy and everybody was trying to get somebody to, sh- to rescue him. And then they said that he was euthanized. And then they found out that he'd been put in the wrong little pen thing. Mm-hmm. So they're all, alert, he's still alive. Somebody please take him. So I was on tour and she said, I'm going to take care of this dog. I'm going to foster him. And I said, hell no, <laughs> do not get a dog. We cannot have a dog. No. But she did it anyway. And then we were supposed to just keep him for a couple of weeks. And it's been six years. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that Here was a couple of weeks. <laughs> Isn't six weeks or yeah, six weeks or a couple of weeks is six years, right? It's called a foster fail. Is this Walter's first tour then? No, Walter went on tour with us when we did our Turn the Radio Off 20th anniversary with Anti-Flag. Oh, okay. I was going to say I was here for, obviously, the the first 20th anniversary leg, not the Anti-Flag one. Um, So I didn't uh, didn't see a dog around, so he wasn't here, obviously, but... Yeah, we did our, we did the 20, the 20th anniversary of the band in... Oh yeah, and remember? No, it was like it was the twenty fifth anniversary. Twenty fifth anniversary. Twenty fifth. Yeah, okay. We didn't do a twentieth anniversary. No, twenty five years. It's no, amazing. It's, it's hard to believe. Twenty seven, right? Or something. Is it twenty seven now? Which means we're close 90, to the thirtieth anniversary. Nineteen ninety one. Oh man! Yeah. Wow. Have to start planning now, right? Right. Or just wing it. Feeling old. <laughs> <laughs> So talking about now we're talking about, you know, how many years it's been something I was always curious to hear. There's obviously been numerous members throughout the years and there's been a couple, (laughs) a couple lineup changes, which if you don't mind, like which were the easiest to see go and which were the hardest easiest. Uh, (laughs) You want me to go through every single, not every single one, just like, you know, uh, the two extremes. It was hard when Scott left, I think, because people really love him as a character and they love his voice and stuff, and he was a big part of the sound. And luckily, Matt Appleton, who came in and replaced him, plays sax, which I always wanted to have a sax player again, so that was a plus. And then he could do all the high harmonies, right? And he's got a similar talent as Scott, like he's just a, a musical genius and just right. can come up with hooks and melodies and. You can, in the studio, you can go, hey, sing a harmony to this. Okay, now make it a two-part harmony. Now make it a three-part. Just right. make it sound like an opera. Okay, go. <laughs> and Matt can do that and Scott can do that too. So we got right. so lucky with that. Right. And that's what the next record that is going to sound like. It's going to be an opera. The whole oh, no, thing, there's right? a lot of opera on the new album. <laughs> yes. It's very queen, queen night at the opera. Uh, and the easiest. What's the easiest? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I don't want to say anything. That's cool. Mean about anybody. Cause yeah. it's, it's just a lot of times it's been just people get tired of the road because we're always on tour and people start having families and stuff and their wives say, you got to stay home now. Right. Right. But which speaking of congratulations yeah. to you both. Thank you. On uh, the wedding. What's a sky wedding like, or was it even, we just had a normal people wedding. <laughs> is there such a thing as a normal know. people wedding? I mean, I don't know if there is. It wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't ska themed. We didn't skank down the aisle or anything. Right. 
But Walter was there, and he was the ring bearer. He had a little tuxedo on with little cufflinks. And, uh, yeah. That's cute. My daughter was the flower girl. That's right. Okay. She threw the flowers. She's five? Yep, she's five now. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. She was really afraid to to do it, and then my wife looked up, uh, got the idea, oh, I'll look up Flower Girl on YouTube. And so there was a video, and she goes, oh, I know how to do that. (laughs) (laughs) So you didn't have to, like, coach her up, like, the day of to... We we did do, like, one dry run-through, and and Mm -hmm. she did great. Throw the flowers. Throw the flowers. (laughs) Yeah. What What was the... What was something while pl- like planning the wedding that you weren't expecting to be so hard like something that seemed so easy but then when it came to it i think just every everything about it was harder than we thought it would be right <laughs> came out really good though yeah kind of like Walter? she thought of every detail right <laughs> Yeah, they don't tell you and that. That's the yeah. Because yeah, you, you go you go okay. We want to we want to have our wedding here. And they go cool. Here you go. Here's a big empty room. You get the lights and you get all the setting table settings and everything is up to you. At but, that point, I would feel overwhelmed too because like. And then we didn't have a wedding planner at first. Well, ah, we'll just do it ourselves. We could do it. And after a couple months, we realized that it's hard to do. Right. And be on <laughs> the yourself. road. And, right. While you're on tour. Yeah. So. I, would, I, would, I can't imagine what it would be like to plan a wedding and also be working on the road. Not like at home working, but yeah. working away from home for months at a time. So. But it all worked out and it was great. I'm glad it all came together. Thank you. Yeah. You're welcome. Beautiful. And we had a tequila fountain. You had a tequila fountain? Yeah. And we had a... <laughs> how, did I, how did I miss said tequila mountain fountain? I'm just Tequila kidding. mountain. Maybe there was another... Was there another Maybe. fountain that you were paying attention no, to? Like I, a fountain it was a champagne that, fountain. Was, it, was right. a champagne fountain. My daughter too. was there, so I was chasing her around. Yeah. I was and being a dad. Yeah. You were probably drinking kitty cocktails. Right. Yeah. Exactly. What was... Were you having margaritas? Or was it just tequila for we whatever? We had a drink people? called the Gin and Barrett. <laughs> <laughs> what was the other one? Cinderella's Sipper. And uh, okay. what was the other one? My tie the knot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. <laughs> it was great. I would I would drink the Mai Tai the Knot. That sounds actually that sounds really. And we good. had um, we had our friend Sean sing at the wedding he's on a show called hawaii Five-0. really yeah uh and which which character does is he one of the main guys character name on cousin flippa yeah cousin flippa his name's cousin flippa yeah that's right. i haven't seen the reincarnation of that show i've only seen like the, like the old 70s one right, yeah right. from way back in the day yeah i haven't seen the new one it's still it's still they're still putting out seasons right yeah he's an awesome singer he he was just an extra on the show Oh, okay. Because he lives in Hawaii. He's like, oh, oh go be an extra on the show. And they kept him on as a character. That's so cool. So kinda, that's awesome. He was a singer. He was in a band called One Pin Short. I don't know if you heard of them. Sounds familiar. They're really good. He's got an awesome voice. 
So he's saying, there were birds in the trees and a thing and another thing, but I never something at all till there was you. <laughs> he didn't sing it like that. That's how I would sing it. <laughs> Badly. <laughs> what? Uh, My what? name's John. Right. By the way. <laughs> Thanks. I'm the one saying all the stupid stuff. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> We, Again. Earlier when I brought in the pizza, you guys made it seem like you hadn't, or at least Johnny hadn't had like true Chicago-style pizza. I this don't know is, how that's possible. We've been to Chicago a few times. He yeah. is full of soup. Well, it's probably been so many times that probably... Right. We're, we're just... This point. Usually when we play in Chicago, we play at the House of Blues, and they cater there at the House of Blues. Right. And so you're just kind of sequestered the whole time inside that building. And uh, so I have never had the chance to go out and actually have real Chicago-style pizza. Yeah, because you have to decide, do I want to sit here and eat the free jambalaya? Right. Or do I want to go out and spend, spend money? money? Right. I'm going to eat the free jambalaya. Yeah, you're right, going to eat the right. free jambalaya for sure. And barbecue chicken. And uh, Tom told me you guys like pepperoni and sausage. So that's what, uh, that's what this he is. He told it's you that, huh? Yeah, that's what Tom told mm. me. Mm. <laughs> Are you sure that's not what he likes? It could be. <laughs> Whoops. Just kidding. I like that too. <laughs> how did uh, how did you guys meet Tom? I mean, Tom's been a part of your team for years now. Yeah, Tom's Tom's an 90, awesome guy. Ninety eight or ninety nine? Ninety nine. He's almost to the twenty year mark. Got to have a big party. When when, when uh, I know you guys can't see Tom on uh, the radio, but he has this glorious silver hair. And when he started with the band, his hair was black. It was jet black. <laughs> and now, after all the stress of working for Real Big Fish, <laughs> right, twenty something years, it's bone white. <laughs> Is it like working the um, what's the ship in Pirates of the Caribbean? The the ship da- Davy Jones is it like working for Davy Jones and his uh, uh, I'm trying to think of the name of the ship the Black yes. Pearl no no the Flying Dutchman the Flying, Flying Dutchman. Dutchman that's what it is yeah is it kind of like that well there's a burger at In and Out called the Flying Dutchman right at In and Out secret burger and it's just oh, okay burger patties and cheese for dogs sexual position I wonder how that one goes no that's called a Dutch oven Dutch <laughs> <laughs> Then there's the Pennsylvania Dutch oven. Oh, that's... Don't get me started. That's completely different. <laughs> Do you have more questions for us? <laughs> oh, there's always more questions. <laughs> I mean, th- you know, the list never shortens. It's, uh, you know, you guys have... We can't stop here. We <laughs> right, right. haven't done anything a, a bad, good yet. A bad spot to wrap up. <laughs> this is not a good place to stop. we got to redeem ourselves. So, um, the, 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 the last cross-country version of Warp Tour just yes. ended. You guys are legends. From the Vans Warp Tour, you've played Warp. You know, you played Warp Tour several times. Yeah, I uh, love when that. You guys are veterans. Well, elder statesmen. Right, right, right. Are, what's another word for you guys? Are old people who've been playing this for a long time? <laughs> hmm. Well, I wouldn't but say experienced. That. Experienced. <laughs> you guys are very experienced. At, <laughs> yeah, we've been doing the Warp Tour since '97. Was our first one, and I think it's eight. Eight times, eight or nine times, plus uh, Australian Warp Tour, plus doing a festival in England with them in London, plus doing the cruise. Two Australian Warp Tours. Two? Yeah, there was a 97 or 8 one. Oh, the one where you camped. Yeah. Oh. That was fun. Oh, I got to hear about that. <laughs> we camped. 
<laughs> no, they would. Well, there was no tour buses. There's, they don't have tour buses down there. And I think to save money, instead of getting hotel rooms, we would just all roll up in the Greyhound style buses, and they'd pass out the tents the night before. Here you go. Set up your tent. That was pretty fun. And it's very desert-like out there. Only in the middle part. The places where everybody lives, the major cities are all around the outside, and they're all like beach towns. It's kind of a mix between Southern California and Florida. Right. Okay. Sort of. Part jungle. Part jungle, part beach. Right. So it's... Pretty um, awesome. Are, do a lot they of crazy have... bugs, spiders. Snakes, drop. Uh, that's what I was gonna say. Snakes. Camping outside, obviously. Did you guys encounter any surprise guests? Uh, you know? Well, they had the you know like camp campsite bathrooms, and there was a lot of crazy looking spiders on the ceilings there. But I don't think anybody got. You know, I think we set our tent up on an ant hill one day. <laughs> Were so they the fire? Woke up covered in ants, fire, fire ants, ants. Yeah. Oh God. But he's into that sort of thing. Hey, some people like that. Right. Some people pay for that. Yeah, they do. It's like the um, the mummy, the original mummy. They put the guy in the the coffin or whatever, and they put all those little bugs that eat them up. Eat them up? Mm-hmm, so to speak. I think that's what they do. I, I thought that was the point of, or the, the point of actually wrapping him up is so that you preserve the body. Well, this was punishment. Punishment. Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah. yeah that, if you've ever seen the original Mummy, that's how the movie starts off. With Boris Karloff? Oh, not that original Mummy. I should say the original of like the modern day. You mean the one with the... Brendan, Brendan, Brendan Fraser? Brendan Fraser? Yes, that one. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you seen that one? <laughs> yeah, sorry. I didn't mean to... I forget there's many incarnations <laughs> right, of, right, right, of right. Uh, the mummy. But uh, no, I don't think that happens in the 19... I think that's, what, 33 or something like that? Right, right. The, the well, original. I was going to say. <laughs> it would be interesting so. to see how they would film that, though, <laughs> if they did that way back in 33. Um, you've toured, obviously, with so many different artists over the years. Which ones have you wanted to tour with that you haven't been able to yet? Mm. Mighty Mighty Boston's. Yeah, I think it would be awesome if we could do some kind of, like a real tour with Mighty Mighty Boston's, not a festival or a warp tour thing, but. Right. Okay. Well, not a co-headlining because they're more famouser, more, I'd say. More famous? We'll be they sold support. more millions of records. Did they? But that'd be cool. Yeah, I think they were, the, let's face it, was double platinum or something. Wow. I didn't realize it went that high. Yeah, that was, a impression that I get was a huge hit. Yeah, no, it's true. If you think about it, it was everywhere. But so was, you know, Sellout and Beer as well. Sellout did pretty good. We got a gold record, 500,000. That was something we were talking about last (laughs) time on the show was whether Turn Off the Radio has gone platinum yet or not, or if it's close. It it must have by now, all these years later. Nobody will tell us. Yeah. Can't get in touch with anybody about that. (laughs) (laughs) Is... Is Mojo Jive even in existence anymore? I'm not sure what combination of names they're using now. <laughs> I was going to say, they probably got yeah. swallowed up by somebody. Right, they, they just get bought by larger and larger companies that have n- no idea how to manage artists. Well, well, like so- Sony, I know, for instance, they've got this huge umbrella, and yeah. there's so many different branches, and, and it's just hard to keep up with. So... 
I definitely don't. I, it's been a while, so I don't know. I haven't heard anything. Yeah. <laughs> but bringing that up, though, I've always been curious, and obviously you guys would know, I've always heard just little tidbits of how like a record deal works, yeah. but I've always been more fascinated to learn like how it actually works. What you know? How don't ask me. I mean, well, just I mean, you obviously have some. You have experience with a major label, and you would know how it generally works. And I've never. Let's see. Let me see if I can. You can do it. Tell a really simple version, really quickly. Yeah, that Uh, that would be fine. So record deal. Let's see. They. When you sign a record deal, they give you money, a budget. To record an album. Which is called an advance. So, yeah. So you spend that money that they give you at the studio recording the album. If you have any left over, you get to keep it, I think. But all that money that they give you, they have to pay, you have to pay it back because it's like a bank loan. And you pay that back from your record sales. This is in the old days. I'm talking about old stuff. I don't know how it works now. <laughs> right, right. Nobody knows <laughs> so how it works now. You pay for it out of your record sales. So, and... It's like a small fraction of each record sold goes to paying that back, which is why we still haven't paid it back, probably. Right. <laughs> and the record labels always find a way to make that money go away. Um, and then they spend more money on promotion and you're buying ads and magazines and stuff. And then you make a music video. That's more budget money that you have to pay for out of record. So, yeah, I mean... That, Getting a record deal is like going into serious debt for life. Right. Kind of like a student loan. Right. It follows you everywhere. <laughs> yeah. That's that's kind of but what I've heard. if you don't pay it back, they don't come after you. It's just like, oh, well, didn't sell. Let's drop this band. Right. So you that's sh- the that's the good side of that. It's, like, it's a huge debt, but you really don't owe, owe them, really, technically. I mean, you do, but it's just coming out of those record sales. Right. They're not going to come after us personally. You know what? You never paid back that $10 million you spent recording. <laughs> Why did they rock so hard? <laughs> it was a huge failure. There was a huge so. budget on that with all the different, you know. Yeah, it's crazy. crazy how much money it used to cost to record a terrible sounding album and how little money it costs now to record a good sounding album. Right. It's crazy. Just even I in the last 10 or 15, like the last 10 the years. The technology and everything has come so far that you don't need this huge elaborate studio. A kid in their bedroom with their laptop can make a decent sounding recording. Right. That will sound better than something recorded 20 years ago. Right. I'm getting really serious. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we are. It just got brought up and I... But yeah, Why I, Did the Rock So Hard always... cost $300,000. I don't know how. I think it was just because we sat in the studio... Cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. Right. Meter was running. Right. I think Cheer Up cost one or two hundred thousand dollars total. Right. Crazy. New record cost five thousand. Yeah, that's that's a big difference. <laughs> Candy Coat of Cure that's Candy Coat of Fury cost six thousand. <laughs> and you can do it so much quicker now because of the the technology. Uh, you don't have to wait for the the tape to rewind during every take we do things really really quickly and fortunately as we get older uh we, we get, get better at at doing this oh, i thought you were gonna say we get deffer deffer <laughs> <laughs> can't tell how it sounds so that means you have to do more takes actually <laughs> right just, right, just right. as many as you would at uh, age 22 you know you have to 
because you can't, I can't hear. hear it. Probably sounds good. Uh, Aaron, <laughs> your your guitar is really out of tune. Oh, it is. Uh, I know. I just tuned. I, you know, or whatever horn. Um, trying to do something different. <laughs> <laughs> Quarter steps. Yeah. I'm trying to make interesting sounds. And and you probably also. It sounds like you guys spent a lot of time with why did they rock so hard? Like actually writing while you were recording. Yeah, not really. <laughs> I wasn't sure if that's what you were hinting at earlier. Well, I think compared to a lot of those songs we already had, they were on Everything Sucks. Some of them, some of them were written but not recorded on Turn the Radio Off. We just had too many songs. We had all these songs that we play. So while we were touring on Turn the Radio Off, we were playing I Want Your Girlfriend in the Pit. Uh, and and others. I don't remember, but. <laughs> Somebody hates me. Yeah. I don't know. We didn't, the pre-production is when you write and practice the songs. That didn't take very long because we, we pretty much had that most of it ready to go just from messing around with stuff. And then, you know, we went crazy with the production and the experimentation like most bands do on the record that's right after their big hit. Right, right. I want to do <laughs> all the things far. that we didn't oh, do. This is our Sergeant Peppers. Blah, blah, blah. So... You know that old story, that old cliche. What was the what was the <laughs> biggest thing you experimented with at uh, that time? Do you remember? Uh, well, we got like digital recording and Pro Tools halfway through that. So the first half we were recording on the two inch tape and everything, using the reel to reels and cutting the tape with razor blades and stuff. And then we got Pro Tools, which is all cut and paste and all on the computer and auto tune and stuff. Right, but did anybody know how to use it? So, yeah, sort of. We <laughs> used it a little bit. So that's why that secret track, that weird collage of... We did a like, long jam. We were, just, we were just recording for some reason, this 15-minute jam, and then we cut that up and put all this weird... Because we were recording the whole time. We were setting up and talking and tracking and doing the, the drum tracks. Right. So there's all this funny stuff... I don't know. Made a sound collage in the computer. <laughs> made a mashup of our nonsense. There's always a little bit of that on. Every, so that was fun on every record, of course, too. So. Yeah, I try to do that now. We made a really scary one at the end of uh, "We're Not Happy Till You're Not Happy." Yeah. Well, that that was that was a dark. <laughs> I always considered that considered that a dark record. Having a dark period. <laughs> <laughs> it was. I it was mean, a really dark period. <laughs> the album cover says it all. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it really does. Yeah, so. this new album's a little bit different than that one. Well, with a little bit the opposite direction. With you being married and, and everything, and having Walter as well. Walter, you light up my life. I write happy songs about you and my wife. <laughs> and everybody's all like, oh, it's so corny now. Real big fish. Where's the hatred? <laughs> Where's the teen angst? <laughs> the mid- what, would, what does middle-aged angst sound like? Candy Coated Fury. Now I'm in a happy retirement phase. <laughs> I'm fishing all day. <laughs> Woo! Do, do you actually fish? Do I real big fish? Do no. you real? Yeah. Do you real big fish? No, I don't. 
Who has the time? Right. You definitely don't have time. Right. We're always I on do. The road. I probably have time to fish, actually. Well, I guess you could. You guys had a day off yesterday. You could have fished in Lake Michigan. But we were in Illinois. Were you in Illinois? Yeah. I mean, well, Lake Michigan is in Illinois, so. Oh, right, right. Yeah. right, right. <laughs> but I thought you were talking about the state. No, 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 Michigan. no, no, no. I think I said, didn't I say Lake Michigan? Well, I, 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 I guess I didn't hear you. Oh, <laughs> I said it kind of quiet, my bad. Um, but uh, I, that's still, I've lived here my whole life, and I've actually still never done that. And apparently it's Gone pretty, fishing? pretty awesome. Gone fishing in Lake Michigan. Oh. Yeah, specifically in Lake Michigan. I don't know if you want to go when it's 40 five degrees out you know people boat. do it's crazy i don't know why i don't know why they is do that it. your phone making nope. all that racket johnny <laughs> christmas is it scam likely nope it's my wife uh-oh i love that name i love that name it just sounds like a, a game show host or something what's that here we are and with your host scam, scam likely <laughs> how are you doing folks me scam likely walter's doing his yoga now downward dog cat pose does he do tricks? Cobra. Besides... He knows this talking. one trick. Walter, don't listen to me. <laughs> See? <laughs> <laughs> that's a good trick. See ya. <laughs> that's, that's a very good trick. He knows how to howl on command. Walter. Oh! 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 Wah, 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 wah. Blah, 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 blah. What you can't see is his tongue going blah, blah, blah. blah. <laughs> so funny. He does that on the album, the new album. Does he really? If you check it out. Yeah, I got some really good howls out of him. Nice. <laughs> it comes out on the 21st of December. By That's the way, what I've been told. <laughs> That's what I've been told. December 21st. Less it, less it changes. You never know. But... Um, so I'm I'm excited to, uh, we did to hear. All, we did our part. We turned it in on time for the first time. We didn't go over budget. We didn't go over time. The F- artwork was ready and turned in a few days early. Look at that. Responsible. Boom. Hit responsibility after what? What have twenty seven some years? We figured out. Yeah. So. Getting the hang of this thing. <laughs> <laughs> Still have not gotten good at interviews though. <laughs> but working on that um with uh with halloween coming up do you guys have any spooky experiences that you've had on on the road or spooky. anywhere spooky. i mean i know or there's gotta be stories yes or? there's gotta be places you've played that are haunted supposedly you know yeah we have there's some was a place in upstate New York where they gave us the ghost tour and they told us about how it used to be a speakeasy and oh, Al Capone uh, that the town ballroom there and the town ballroom where they would in, torture people and in Buffalo, yeah, yeah, that's a good one, Scott. Is that where they took us up in that tower and there's a weird like 1920s baby buggy and they said it moves to different places in the rooms? No, no one touches it, but it. Uh, that was in Rochester at the um, at the Armory. That was creepy. That that was weird. Took that weird, rickety old wooden staircase up this tower, like a spiral staircase up to these different weird old rooms that are just abandoned. What kind of was, was it? Just like a watchtower of some kind, or like a? I don't know. It, it was an like, armory. Oh yeah. It was, oh, it was an armory. From, that's right. So it shows 1850s. down in the okay the main room. So that would make sense on why they had a tower, probably if they were 
I don't know. <laughs> Looking <What>? out for <laughs> something? I don't know. Um, this isn't a ghost story, but one time when the Forces of Evil played a show and we stayed over at somebody's house and I forget what happened, but I was sleeping in a bed and like this weird head appeared in the doorway. And I'm like, what the hell is that? Oh, and I pulled the covers over my head and I went to sleep. I woke up the next morning. Well, did anybody come into my room last night? And everybody said, no. Like, I thought I saw a ghost. And I didn't sleep for like two weeks. And then Derek finally said, hey, that was me. I stuck my head in your, I stuck my head in your room. <laughs> it's kind of fitting so. if you did have um, any uh, spooky experiences, though, with Forces of Evil because of the name. Yeah. You know, forces of evil. I used to be really yeah. scared of ghosts. Now I'm just like, Whatever. get out of here. Yeah. Don't bug me. I've never had any experiences either, but I thought maybe you guys probably playing our, as many venues as yeah. you have. Our old studio was haunted. There was a ghost of an old man called Earl, and there was a young boy named Billy. And, and now he plays trombone. Our manager's mom was is a psychic clairvoyant, and she talked to them. <laughs> Did you guys and have They used the, to turn on and off, Lights on and off And turn the The teapot on and off Yeah that's creepy Some creepy stuff But it was okay I, I knew them When they were alive I don't know why They wanted to keep Hanging around there To hear <laughs> New real big fish I guess Right Right <laughs> <laughs> Something like that well, I don't want to uh, take up any more of your guys' time. I know you got lots of stuff. Walter to needs do, to go to so. the park while it's yeah, still sunny. Exactly. Right. So, um, thank <laughs> you guys so much for your time. No problem. Uh, like you know, we can go on and on about all kinds of stuff. But um, anything else before we wrap up? Pre-order the record. I don't know if you can yet, but you will I don't be able think to pre-orders soon. are up yet. Pre-order the single. You will be able to pre-order the record and pre-save it and all that stuff. Probably this coming. Soon. November, I'd right. imagine. I would think so. Uh, singles out right now. New videos out right now. Albums out. What's that? It's called "You Can't Have All of Me." Right. The record's called "Life the Sucks." Let's Life dance. Sucks. Let's dance. It'll be available on December twenty first. Excited to hear it. We we we're excited to yeah. release it. Can't can't wait. On the world. Yeah. Out and of course, anyone can listen to that single anywhere, literally, right now. Right. So True. Yeah. True story. Spotify, yeah. Apple, all that stuff. Yeah. Or buy it, better yet. YouTube has a streaming of, music service now. They do. Just I came no out, idea. I think. I know. Just came out? Uh, pretty new. It's pretty new. It's I called just heard Red, about it. right? Or is Red the... The video one. The video uh, one. I don't know. I don't know. Or may, unless they're the same... I I, I've always I've been a subscriber to Spotify Premium for a while, so like years now. I just now. got into that. I, whenever, like the internet radio stuff started coming out, I just a lot of my friends had Pandora. Yes, and so I checked it out and I thought it was rad, and so I've been listening to that for years and years. And I just figured Spotify was similar. I never really checked it out. Until recently, and I'm like, oh my god, this is amazing. <laughs> I've been buying iTunes stuff, and I still have an iPod. What am I doing? Yeah. <laughs> I know so they still... I'm all know about th- Spotify Premium now. Oh, yeah. It's called, yeah. I've had... I'm Platinum. trying to remember. I think I've had Spotify Premium for like five or six years. Something like... Something along those lines, and it's amazing. Yeah, because it's just... 
you pay a monthly 10 bucks a month and you have mm-hmm. all the money all the music in the world yep right there yeah it's amazing how much that's <laughs> changed of course i still buy like my favorite bands if i end up yeah. streaming a record that i really like i will end up buying it in some and a lot of people like to collect vinyl and stuff now yeah they want to buy music they have it on vinyl and sometimes cassette tapes those are back too cassette right. tapes are back. makes me happy yeah <laughs> back I've to my youth s- i've seen a lot of cassette tapes the only thing is though they wear out a lot quicker than a record i think anyway i yeah i don't know i mean a record can wear out obviously as well i've done both my tapes are all going strong are they i don't know i haven't played them in <laughs> 15 that's, years that's why i have spotify music <laughs> All right. Well, uh, thank you guys so much again. Thank you. And uh, good luck tonight. Thanks for the pizza. Yeah, you're welcome. I hope you enjoy it. It looks delicious. Yeah, you'll have to let me know. I'm on a diet, though. (laughs) We can just have... I'll have have one bite. Yeah, I was going to say, have one bite, and you'll be like, that's like 500 calories right there. Right, 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 right. (laughs) I will feed some to Walter, and he will tell me if it's good or not. Right, Walter? There you go. He's bored. (laughs) He's like, okay. Oh, the park. Go to the bark park. Go to the bark park. I'm sure there is one around here. They're everywhere. I swear there is. We went to one before. Bark park. Bark park. All right. <laughs> Getting excited. Yeah. Podcast land. I've been on a lot of podcasts, but I've never ever heard one in my ne- life. Never. Never. Not, not one. Not ever. Ooh. I know what it is. Right. I know what they are, but yeah. I just, I don't know. You just got to find one that you like. In, I didn't get into it. I don't like listening to people talk. Okay. I want hear singing. Is there a singing podcast? Mm, that's, that's called music. Uh, oh. <laughs> you can sing in a podcast. I've had um, people perform on the show before. Yeah. So. I think it's a cool thing, though. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I just haven't gotten into any... But I'll start listening to yours. Oh, well, thanks, man. <laughs> I hope I hope you enjoy it. I mean, there is one with Scott, so... Scott Kloppenstein? Yes. I From a long talk, time ago? Or talk, recent? No. Uh, God, has it been two months ago? Two or three months ago. That guy's good at interviews. Oh, oh man. Oh, man. He was, he was really good to interview. He's funny. Oh, he's hilarious. He's quick. But, but he he's also funny. gets on so many different topics that yeah. it's... It's... Uh, you... You have to wrangle them. Well, you have to wrangle them, but it's also a good thing because it makes it easier for you to talk about like certain things or you or things get brought up that you didn't think would get brought up and you're like, oh, this is a good topic. Right. You know, things like that. <laughs> but yeah, he uh, he's just got a lot on his mind. So it's just interesting to hear what goes on in his brain. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a lot of stuff rattling around up there. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. So it was good. I think they just interviewed him for. Oh yeah, we didn't talk about the God documentary that's coming out. Oh, I yeah. You want to talk about that real quick? Real quick. quick. Yeah, we can talk about that because I was actually it was one of the many things on my list to bring. It looks like it's going to be awesome. They got a good budget. They did that Kickstarter or whatever. So they now have a narrator. And the last I heard, Tim Armstrong was going to be the narrator. Oh man, (laughs) I did you watch? The um, the East Bay Punk documentary no, by I chance. Seen that yet. I thought it was really good, and honestly, he was the best part. Yeah. of the whole. They His showed character. him a lot uh, throughout the whole documentary. He was the most entertaining yeah. part. Just like the way he talks and the way, <laughs> I don't know, just the way he presents himself is just so entertaining. He's awesome. Um, 
and he's got so many stories. Yeah. So many crazy he's, stories. He's seen a lot. Yeah. So. But yeah, the Scott documentary is going to be awesome. Like they interviewed so many people. Right. I so think they're many. still hey, doing everybody, that. and they're still interviewing people. They're still getting footage together. I gave him three giant storage tubs full of VHS cassette tapes, magazines, like all the teen magazines that were in the nineties. Oh my god! All these newspapers that were in, all these things, and then like photo albums. And I imagine they're getting that from everybody, mm-hmm. right? So he said that they have it cut down to about 120 hours so far. That's how long it is. But they're gonna try and get it down a little bit shorter. <laughs> so they watchable. should just make like a trilogy. <laughs> really I mean because there's so many great bands they need to do like 95 96 97 Uh, a whole movie for each year yeah like two what was what was the biggest year in your opinion I think 97 was when like it was the biggest because Mighty Mighty Boston's had the impression that I get was a big platinum selling album at that time and we had sellout out Say Ferris was on the radio. Lesson Jake was on the radio. Aquabats were on Aquabats. the radio. Like that's that's the year that all the radio was playing Sky the most. So '96 was when it was starting to get really exciting. Build, but '95 is when, uh, like No Doubt came out with Tragic Kingdom. They had their big success, which made everybody talk about Sky a lot. And then Sublime had the Date Rape single out. Right. Uh. Rancid had Time Bomb out that year. Yeah, Time hit. Bomb was huge. So we got all, all these ska-influenced hits were out in 95, and that kind of paved the way for us a couple years later. Fascinating. I can't wait to see the documentary. <laughs> right, it's going to be I awesome. I just hope we, that I'm not in it too much, because I'm <laughs> embarrassing. <laughs> I mean, if, it's, it's hard to tell because I've been watching their social media accounts yeah. and they're interviewing so many different people. And so I'm sure it's going to be hard to pick and choose. You know, I mean, you're, you guys are obviously part of the, a big part of that. Well, they'll have lots of good stuff mm-hmm. to choose from. So it won't be just trying to fill time. Like, well, right, right. Yeah. I guess we'll, you know. Yeah, that's, that's the good part about it. But it's also, yeah. they got to spend all that time. I can't imagine going through all of that stuff. Just your, just Real Big Fish's stuff alone. Yeah. <laughs> going through all that. Plus looked, all the interviews. He looked interview. really happy that I gave him so much stuff, but at the same time really overwhelmed. Like, oh my God, I got to look at all this stuff. Right, right. <laughs> I want to, but... <laughs> uh, <laughs> of days. And they're also making a movie about the last black Blockbuster video store. Yeah, I saw that. So when he picked up the tubs of junk from me so, oh, I'm gonna go interview Jamie Kennedy right now for some reason mm. Jamie Kennedy no don't know who that is no he's that one guy that one guy I'm trying to think if it's the guy the one guy I'm the, thinking of the one guy with the voices he looks like Seth Green almost. Okay, it is right, the right. guy I'm thinking of. He's had some. F- he had silly movies. What Miami, was that? Miami's Most Wanted or whatever movie. What was the? <laughs> <Or whatever. sighs> trying to think of the one movie that he was in that was. Uh, he was in one of the Scream movies or a couple of the Scream movies. Well, right? Seth wasn't Seth in one of the Scream movies. No, he was in the scary movie. No, he was in Austin Powers. I don't yeah, know what I'm talking about. <laughs> 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 I didn't know Jamie Kennedy had something to do with, but there's a. 
Um, there's a movie that Jamie's in that came out like late 90s, early 2000s, and I'm trying to remember the name of it. Um, I know there was more than just one, but in particular one where he was like, um, he was dressing and acting like Hood. Yeah, that's like, the Miami, Miami's is, Most Wanted. Is it Miami's like that. Most Wanted? Not, that's not what it's called. No, I but don't it's think. Something like that. I wish I could remember the name of it because it was a popular movie that year. You don't remember either. No. Johnny's like he's, he's like. Funny. What are you guys talking? Right. About? Yeah. John lives on another planet and he's never heard of anything. <laughs> I do. Have you heard of Lucky Charms? It's oh, a cereal. Oh yes. What? Lucky what? <laughs> Charms. It has little marshmallows in it. I have a marshmallows. I know all Mar- about the breakfast cereals. <laughs> oh, I would think so. Having a five-year-old. Um, what uh, what cartoons does she get into? Or what's her her phase? I mean, I'm, I know they go through. We mostly watch the stuff on PBS. Okay. So she watched like Wild Kratts. Mm-hmm. Uh, she watches um, what else? Sometimes Arthur. Uh, although she does like, um, we have Netflix, so she's watched all of Troll Hunters, okay. which is really awesome. Um, she went through a My Little Pony phase, which was a real bummer. Uh, even even worse oh, that is, would be rough. is the Barbie. TV shows, the Barbie cartoons. There, there's a, and there's a lot of different versions right. of of the Barbie. Malibu's cartoon. Most Wanted. That's what it was Damn. called. Uh, and he was in Scream, and he was in Romeo and Juliet. He was, he was in Scream. In, was he in the original Scream? Scream three and two. I've only seen the first one. Let's talk about Jamie Kennedy. Actually, no, I've seen the I've seen the fourth one. I take that back. I did see the fourth one. We've moved on from that subject anyway. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do that all the time. Uh, Google stuff during the show. But um, my my son is on an Elmo kick oh, okay. right mm, now. So right. what he likes, they do these celebrity uh, musical celebrity guests where yeah. they come on and they sing songs. Yeah, and <clears throat> sometimes they're. They're, are they still making new Elmo programs? They, they are. Cool. Yeah. I don't know if you've you've seen them, but sometimes these musical artists that come on, they'll take their their actual hit. Yeah. And they'll just change the lyrics. Oh. So now that I bring that up, if Real Big Fish was on Sesame Street, <laughs> what song would it be, and what would it be about? Hmm. Because, like for instance, like Jason Mraz, his mm-hmm. song "I'm Yours," they made it to like being outside and you know being active, <laughs> outdoors being outdoors, outdoors. Right, right, yeah right, so right. like what would if real big fish came on what song would it be and would be our, would, our new hit song can't have all of me but we'd say you can't have all the cheese <laughs> all the honey from the bumblebees you can't have all the cheese that would You're just actually, a little tiny dog <laughs> that would actually make sense because of the whole uh bee uh, crisis that's going on right yeah. now. Save you know, saving the bees. They're they're some of them are going extinct. Some when, of them when all those bees are gone, so are we people. So right, we're la- we're fucked. <laughs> and that'll be sure to be in the Sesame Street version. Yeah, I, can't, that, I wouldn't <laughs> say that on Sesame Street. <laughs> Clo- close maybe not. Is, maybe not. Listen, yeah. save the bees. We're gonna be save fucked. the bees. <laughs> and save the cheese for Baby Walter. Right. Yes. Is he growling right now? He yes. is. He probably wants to go. He wants to go to the park. We told him yeah, we were right. going we to go to the park like a half hour ago. Yeah. I feel bad. P.O.'d. I don't want to upset Walter. Yep. <laughs> Mad. That was funny. Mad dog. <laughs> he just like... <laughs> Walter loves watching the show. He's got little headphones. 
I was just going to ask if uh, he goes, oh, I see the headphones now. Yeah. Your wife has them. Okay. That's cool. So does he, do you actually bring him out on stage or does he just stand side Sometimes stage? Sometimes he comes out on stage. Yeah. There were cha- all, kids were chanting his name the mm-hmm. other day. <laughs> well, he's got an Instagram another day account. All, real small dog. Real small we dog. Should, we should mention that Walter has an Instagram account. The wonderful world of Walter. Real Big Fish also has one too. It's yeah, <laughs> more, more importantly, Real Big Fish has Real Big an Instagram. We're mainly here to talk about Fish. Walter today. That's why I, you know, reached out to you guys. I just want to talk about Walter. I just wanted to meet your dog. <laughs> your music sucks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, nice right. talking to you, and we'll see you next time. <laughs> Johnny, we'll talk to you on the phone two years from now. Right, right. To give you an update. <laughs> You can't have all of me My boss, my job, my family You can't have all of me I need a little for myself I was just thinking, I think that's the first time I've ever had a dog on the podcast. Besides when my dog wants to bark and interrupt the podcast, because that happens while I'm recording here at home. My, my dog, he's a little, little yiper. He's a little Pomeranian. But Walter was adorable, and obviously you can see him on, on Instagram. We mentioned that in the interview. But special thank you once again to Johnny Christmas, trumpet player, and Aaron Barrett, lead vocalist and guitarist from Real Big Fish. And obviously Johnny sings in the band too and, and keeps people entertained. But as we said in the interview, the most important thing to take away from it is that Real Big Fish has a brand new single out right now that you can dance to, skank to, whatever kind of dance it is you do. It's called You Can't Have All of Me, and it's from their brand new album that has yet to be released. It's their first record in six years called Life Sucks, Let's Dance, being released via Rock Ridge Music December 21st. It's actually my grandma's birthday. She's not a fan of Real Big Fish, though. I don't think she would be. She would probably be offended by it because she's a very dedicated uh, Catholic. Um, (laughs) But anyway, uh, it's going to include 14 new tracks. It's a pretty lengthy record, so I'm looking forward to hearing that. I'm sure it's going to be a crowd pleaser as all of their records are. So they're currently wrapping up their fall tour here with We Are The Union and Ballyhoo, which I always want to say their name wrong. I always want to say Ballyho, but it's Ballyhoo. The funny thing about We Are The Union and Ballyhoo, I mean, they were both amazing bands, and I've definitely become fans of them since they've put out new records, because I hadn't really dived into them before and until recently. And when I saw them live just a couple days ago, I noticed that Reed, the uh, lead vocalist and guitarist for We Are The Union, he looked like uh, James Corden, who hosts The Late Show or The Late Late Show on CBS, and then Howie from Bally comes out, and Bally comes out to play. And I'm looking at Bally, and I'm like, or I'm looking at Howie, and I'm thinking, he looks like Conan O'Brien. <laughs> I'm, I, I, I love Conan O'Brien. Um, and he, so he looks like a younger version of Conan O'Brien, at least I thought anyway. So it's kind of funny how both of their opening bands look like late night tv show hosts but maybe they just look like that because of the the angle i was standing in the room or maybe not i I bet at least with howie i bet that's not the first time he's been told that he looks like conan o'brien i bet he gets that all the time he could probably impersonate him and get away with it although i don't think he has red hair 
At least he doesn't right now. He had bright blonde hair uh, just a couple days ago here in in, uh, Illinois. But I hope to uh, talk to both of those bands in the future here on the podcast. I have to connect with them because I really, really enjoyed what they do. Uh, Jeremy the Trombonist, by the way, from We Are The Union, he's the guy who does Skatoon Network. Those videos you see of uh, him covering like Green Day songs and Blink songs and and turning them into ska versions instead of punk versions. It's pretty cool what he's doing. I've seen his videos circulating quite heavy and and picking up some traffic. So um, at least maybe one day we'll get to talk to him or we'll get to talk to Jeremy of We Are The Union and maybe we'll get to talk to Howie from Bally one day. But anyway... Um, let's talk about those dates, uh, that are left for the, uh, fall tour for Real, B- Real Big Fish here in the U.S. So today, if you're listening to this on October 18th, they are in Flint at the Machine Shop, Cleveland, uh, the next day, this Friday the 19th at House of Blues. Then they're in Rochester, New York at Anthology, uh, Lancaster, Lancaster, excuse me, Pennsylvania on October 21st. That's Charmeleon Club. The 23rd in Wilmington, Delaware at the Queen. The 26th, they are officially going over across the pond to the UK, or actually not to the UK, um, to Europe, and uh, doing some select dates there. And then they hit the UK with less than Jake. So... In fact, I think some of those other European dates uh, before the UK tour officially starts with Less Than Jake, I think are actually with um, Less Than Jake as well. So uh, they're going to be hitting up the UK pretty much uh, the first half of of November, and then they come back and then they play a couple dates here in the US. Um, And then they do actually come back to Illinois in January. They had to reschedule their Bloomington, Illinois date for some reason. I think there was some mix-up on the date. It was originally supposed to be this month along with this current tour that they're on. But something had to change. Something had to be rescheduled there for the Castle Theater in Bloomington. So, if uh, you're in Illinois and you're close to Bloomington, which I'm not too far from Bloomington either, about an hour and a half to two hours away, um, that's going to be January 25th. And um, tour dates, merch, all that stuff. Find out more about the new record. There's no pre-orders that are up yet, but I'm sure they'll be announcing that soon. That's all going to be at real-big-fish.com. And of course, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, they're all at uh, Real Big Fish. You can find out more info there. I want to give a special shout out to Tom Ames, their tour manager, and he also actually does front of house for them as well. Um, and also Mike from Earshot Media for setting up that interview a couple days ago. D- wonderful guys. Thank you so much for uh, the uh, help from the Real Big Fish team there. So that's it for today's show. I'm Jacques Lamore once again. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I hope you go back and you listen to other episodes. There's actually two other episodes that are Real Big Fish oriented. I did mention earlier, we talked to Johnny a couple years ago. That's episode six. And then we talked to Scott Klonfenstein, who he he got mentioned in this episode as well. How could he not? Um, He was a huge part of Real Big Fish for many, 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 many years up until 2011. I got to talk to him a couple months ago and uh you can find i'm trying to remember which let me hold on let me see which number episode that is 
That way it makes it easier for you to find it. Give me a second here. I'm going to pull it up. Be patient with me. It is episode 53. So if you want to listen to that interview with Scott, obviously I like real big fish. <laughs> I can't help it. So I mentioned them a lot on the show. They've been on technically on the show in some shape or form three times now. So I'm very grateful for that. Uh, Scott, by the way, if you're wondering what Scott is up to, that's what we talk about uh, for sure in uh, episode 53. He's actually working on getting the littlest man band back to life which is very exciting, and hopefully he'll be back on the show in the future uh, when they do uh, have new releases out and stuff like that. And he hinted that maybe if if things were uh, aligned correctly that they would be doing some tour dates, some select tour dates. You never know. But I wish nothing but the best for everyone in Real Big Fish currently and, of course, Scott. So um, make sure you follow us on social media to keep up to date on who's going to be on the show next, from national acts to bands that are in your local scene. Uh, we're at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. It's all at Pop, Pop Punk Pizza Pod. I'm on Twitter at On Air with JL. And Bangarang Radio, of course, Facebook and Twitter is at Bangarang Radio. And if you're interested in being on the show or uh, you're from a PR company or you do press for a band or whatever it may be, management, uh, shoot me an email at bangerangradio at gmail.com if you're interested in uh, coming onto the show and, and talking about what you do. So any uh, links to your music and EPK, pictures, videos, just as much information about your band as possible, to bangerangradio at gmail.com and uh, I'll uh, see if we can, excuse me, I'll see if we can uh, set something up in the future. So have a great week and I look forward to chatting with you next week. Now, uh, Darren, the lead vocalist from a band called Brigades, which you might remember being signed uh, to Pure Noise Records, they are, he is going to be on the show as our special guest. So look forward to chatting with him. They just put out a new uh, EP here just in the last couple months or so. Or maybe that was over the summer. I don't know, time is just flying so fast anymore, I just, I can't keep track of it. But anyway, thank you for the love and support. Talk to you soon. Hey, hello, it's nice to meet you. Hey, come in and have a slice of pizza. Hey, hello, it's nice to meet you. Hey, come in and have a slice of pizza. 